Hello, 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 everyone. Hello, I don't have any music for you guys today. <laughs> I'm doing something new. We have guests today for Emotion Monday. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit before I bring them in. They are in the waiting area. So let me just get some uh, things going here. Hold on one second for me. Uh, usually I will have my. Maybe my name will show up when I pop it up. But. So anyways, you know how uh, Emotion Mondays go. Um, but this time, we don't have a blog to go off of because I have people to talk to today. And um, I don't know if you guys have looked at the topic for today. It is mommyhood and creativity. And I have two special guests with me. Um, I'm going to bring them on in a little bit. But first, let me get over my disclaimer. First of all, I want to thank my podcast audience. Uh, for tuning in this is will be recorded and uploaded so thank you for tuning in and pushing play one more time i take it not for granted that you found me and that you know you may be blessed by you know what god has put in me and i'm just so thankful that i can pour out to whoever will listen and i just want to um just go ahead and give you know because some people come in and what is the psalms of my emotions uh, the psalms of my emotions started off with a book title and then God told me, this is basically your ministry because you have went through so much that you have a testimony and it will produce a song, a song for other people to um, listen to. And then in return, they will get a song for themselves. So I just want to thank you for the Psalms of my emotions. Emotion is a play in words. E is electronic. Motion is movement. We don't know what the weekend has been for people. Some people, it may have, they have got good weekends, you know, good days. And some of them, you know, might not have been a good, a good weekend, but I just pray. My prayers is that this live, you know, would confirm some things that you have put before God, um, that it will push you through the rest of the week. And we'll just help you give some prayer points or anything that, you know, you want to have with God. I'm sorry. I'm getting my head together. <laughs> Had to throw this thing on quick. <laughs> so, okay. I'm just not going to prolong it any longer. I'm going to bring my guests in. Um, and, you know, I've been praying about having guests. I was waiting for God to give me confirmation. So, um, you know, sometimes you have to be careful. Um, you may see other people doing things that you're doing, similar things, but you have to really, if you say that this is for God, you have to listen and do everything according to what God tells you to do. All right. <laughs> so I think those that are coming in, I see some in the chat. So let me not prolong it longer. I just hope that this, um, I think I'll come up. So I'm going to bring in my guest. The first one is Aquila Hicks. And next one is Karen Dollywall. And I believe her last name has changed. I just looked. And I was like, this girl that got married. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, well, first of all, let me pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for everyone on this podcast. Let you go before us as we um, as we speak and nothing but you, Lord. In your name we pray, amen. Um, amen. So, so, yes, my last name has changed. I, I, I'm telling you, when you pray and you pray hard and you pray consistently and you let God go before you, he will do it, sis. He will do it. And mm -hmm. so my last name is no longer Dollywall. It is Duban. Thank you, Jesus. All right, come on now. 
with you getting married. You know, you just got married and everything. But just so I'm just going to start with you, Karen. Mm -hmm. um, introduce yourself to, uh, to everyone, what you do, you know. Okay. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Karen, uh, Karen Duban now, and I am a, well, I do a lot of work in the community. I live in Washington state and um, I, you know, I was, well, first, let me tell you the story of how I met Miss, Miss Podcast, Miss, uh, Miss Jesus here. That's what I call it. I call it Jesus. Well, uh, we, I was actually in a broken place. I was in a broken place and I was looking for God's word and I was looking in places and books and everything. And God just like, I was like, Oh, audible, you know, audible is a good place for me to like, uh, learn about more of God in the car and it's easy. So I just happened to come across the podcast, you know, the Psalms of me, I just happened to come across it. And I said, you know, what, Lord, I'm going to be bold. I'm going to reach out to this woman. Cause this woman came and gave me some words of wisdom that could help change my life. So let me just reach out to her. No joke, not thinking anything of it, reached out to her and she, we communicated. And I said, Hey sis, like I have a word for you and you got a word for me. Like I'm ready to be on your show. And she was like, let's do it. And so there it manifested into that. And, um, and she kind of seen what I did. And so I, again, I do community work in Washington state like uh, through prison reform, helping single mothers, uh, working on organizations that help with mindfulness and compassion. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just a lot of things that have to do with people and people in need. And so I'm grateful to be here and thank you for having me. Oh, praise God. Praise God. So see, I met this one <laughs> through the podcast. So when you are obedient to what God tells you to do, see, this is what you get. Come on. You get it, you know, a bless, a, you get to bless someone and they get to bless you. Cause I feel like when people, you know, just say how much of a blessing that they, that, Hey, that's all I want. Mm. That's all I need to know that I'm being obedient to God. Thank you so much for being a guest and being obedient to that. And I just want to introduce the next guest is Aquila, my dear friend, Aquila Hicks. <laughs> so introduce yourself, Aquila. Me and Aquila go back since. Oh, literally yeah. cheerleading days oh yeah we used to cheerlead together in high school <laughs> right yeah <laughs> so go ahead and introduce yourself Aquila. <laughs> Aquila Hicks um I am I, honestly my husband and I are just kind of serial entrepreneurs and I I write I'm a mother of three um I'm a flight attendant um I've been married 11 years um so in my motherhood journey um God has been teaching me to balance um, I, I, I do a little bit of everything. I have known Relinda uh, since high school. She is a very dear friend of mine, such an encourager. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so because you guys are, you know, busy moms and everything going on, we're just going to go ahead and dive into the conversation now. You guys, I gave them a list of questions. But I said, I put a disclaimer on the bottom. Hey, basically, in so many words, we're going to let God have his way. All right. <laughs> you know, I like to ask questions, but um, the primary reason, you know, let me start off with this. Uh, the primary reason why I wanted to have is discuss mommyhood primarily mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, we're in a pandemic. It has not left. We're in a pandemic. And I just you know, want to encourage mothers, you know, there's times where, you know, school came from outside the building to now it was in 
in school and you know you're still women women of ambition you want to have goals you have aspirations but then now you have this load <laughs> that you have to balance and deal with and it's just a bunch of extras because not only has this pandemic it's just not something that's happened but it has shifted us emotionally it has shifted children emotionally so i just wanted to just have this open forum for mothers. I'm not a natural mother, but I just felt so deep in my spirit that there are some mommies out there that need healing. There's some mommies out there that have dreams that they feel like they can't get to. And so I just want to get two people that are not afraid mm -hmm. to give their testimony to, to, you know, just the raw truth. Like you ain't getting it right every day. It's not perfect every day. And I'm learning myself. I'm not a natural mother, but I desire to be a natural mother one day when whoever comes along. <laughs> and, you know, I want to have a child. A child. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm learning as well. And I'm gleaning from, gleaning from you guys as well. So I'm so honored to have you. So I'm just going to jump in. The first question, I'm uh, consider this an icebreaker. So, um... Uh, the question is, what challenges do you face daily with being a mom? And I'm going to go ahead and start with Karen. Mm. What challenges daily do I face as being a mom? Ooh, that's like a real loaded question right there. Because, you know, having kids and trying to be a Christian parent at that, right? Trying to live God's way. It's it's um, very, and, and like you said, and COVID came up, right? So you had to, as a mom, you had to juggle, you had to juggle your work, your work, you had to juggle how to um, provide for your kids even more now. And so there, there was a lot of frustration. I'd be lying to you if I said that I was so disciplined and, and, and had the gentle disciplining down, you know, there were times where I was like, Lord, I don't, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have it. I need you to intervene and, and give me some tips. And I was able to reach out to my church my community, family, friends. And if you didn't have that, I, I, you know, I feel for you and I'm really sorry. I think that having a community was a big part of dealing with the challenges of with my kids because I could not do it alone. And there were some times where yelling was involved and I had to like tone it down. And, and that's just being as real as possible with, with having, uh, you know, a 12, a, a 12 year old, 11 year old, an eight year old, and then having a newborn baby, you know, and so learning how to manage as a parent. And again, your kids, you know, you are um, um, uh, helping them map out their parenting style. As you parent, you teach them how to parent their kids. So, you know, are you making generational curses for them or are you breaking them? And mm -hmm. so that was a big part of, you know, my, of, of how I look at things and how God is still working on me. So if you did yell at your kids, if you did slip up sometimes, please don't, don't feel bad. Now work from it. Now get more, you know, if you're needing discipline, Google, look, look up, they got positive parenting everywhere. The internet is everywhere. You know, look up some things. That's what I started doing. And, and especially, like I said, I reached out to God, reached out to my community, reached out to the internet. You know, you do have resources. It just depends on how you want to go about it. Amen. Thank you. And I, I got some couple points I want to touch on with you, but mm -hmm. go ahead, Aquila. Same question. What challenges do you face daily with being a mom? Mom. Now, when we talk about the challenges. Are we talking about with COVID or just in general? In general, girl. Oh. <laughs> well, being a mom, I believe my greatest challenge is, is having to let go. Is having to realize that 
Um, I'm such a, a neat person and a, a typical type A personality and things have to be kind of a, a certain way. Um, and especially through COVID, I have to learn how to just let go, let my kids be, be kids, mm. to have fun, um, to accept, to understand, to truly understand what control means. And control doesn't mean controlling other people, controlling their actions. Um, mm. It means controlling yourself and how you respond to things. That's what true control is. Preach. That is <laughs> as being a mom is just, um, just letting go, just allowing them. You know, every time you're, you see your kid about to fall, you want to run it underneath them and catch them. And, and you don't want them to fall because you don't want them to hurt. But you mm -hmm. have to allow your kids to make mistakes. You gotta, you know, you keep preaching to them. I have an 18 year old daughter. She leaves for college, and um, um, of course, I'm not the cool. I'm, well, I think I'm pretty cool, but <laughs> but she doesn't. I'm not the cool mom. So I've had to watch her, and I've had to. Just love her past uh, everything. Watch her fall as my, well as my other kids, and they watch me fall too. So I think that's my my mm -hmm. great is just letting go and understanding exactly what control is. Mm, that's powerful. Amen. And that's good. What I liked, you know, I got touch points with both of you guys, um, Karen. You mentioned, and and that's a lot of. I, I'm glad you touched on that because I was going to bring it up somewhere in this conversation about community. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I, and I can say this from having born from a single mother um, that raised me and, you know, the community was it, you know, we were at my grandmother's house. We had other people watch, you know, even if we were in the house by ourselves, we still had people stop by, call, how are you guys doing? Knew my mom was at work, you know, so community is important. And, and, and I think that's good to just even be transparent with that. You, you know, People need to know you got help. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You had help. You have help. You can't do this thing with community. And I think it goes back to just the tradition of different cultures, how they raise their kids. You see, you know, they're in tribes. They're in different, you know, places. And, um, you know, so you as a community was big. Everybody lived in the same house. <laughs> it was like generation, generation lived in the same house. So I think with our American culture, actually, this is odd to everybody else, you know, just doing everything alone, you know, mm -hmm. so I just want to touch, you know, on that. And then you, uh, Karen, you talked about even generational curses, you know, just breaking them, man, when I tell you different curses and different things are, that are arising in this season, because I believe even with the pandemic, God sh is shaking things for a reason, mm -hmm. he's bringing yeah. things to a surface. You know, so we can deal with it and so we can heal. So, you know, this, I believe this is the season for the, the, the curse break. This is the curse breaking season. Say that, sis. Say that. <laughs> I believe that so much. And then Aquila, you touched on creating normalcy, you know, for children, you know, and that's very important as well. You know, just don't make it seem, I, cause you know, I think we uh, take a minute that kids need a routine. They do. You know, a, 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 nor, a healthy routine, <laughs> you know, they need to still have a bedtime. They need to still have all of these things in place. And like I said, I'm just speaking from observation, you know, so I don't know. So I, um, I think uh, okay. a, a healthy routine is really good. But sometimes being uh, too strict, too overbearing in routines can really crush their spirit and mm -hmm. it can also crush their creativity as well. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. That. that is true. Cause listen, 
I and my mom would she wouldn't really uh make me go to bed. <laughs> but she just like you better go to bed, but that's where my creativity came to life. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, at nighttime, I was always up, but that's where my best ideas <laughs> came from at night. And I would wander around the house, maybe get into things I wasn't supposed <laughs> into. But it's just like God was speaking to me at night. And that's so good, Aquila, because I think I heard someone say, um, it's best to just study your child. Mm-hmm. They're each individuals. You know, it's kind of like you have to adapt to them instead of you're adapting them to some something else. Come on. You know, so kind of studying them. Let like let me know my child. Uh, <laughs> and, and, a, mm-hmm. and something to single moms as being a single mom, I had to grow up very aggressive, right? Like I was the mom, the dad, the grandma, grandpa, whatever. And so there's some tools, there's some things that you you don't learn. And that like that generational curse follows you as a single parent and some things I'm still trying to break today. If I could encourage any single parent is that that community piece is big. Right. But to find it in yourself, to find that gentle piece of you again. And I found that through God, you know, I found mm-hmm. that Amen. because I didn't know how to be gentle. Like I, you know, I grew up, I like, I'm a single parent. They're strict. And as she's talking, as Aquila was talking about being creative, the creativity and not breaking, you know, your kids' spirits. I'm like, mm, that touched me because there are times where I'm like, oh, like I'm, I have to be strict because I have to survive. You know, mm-hmm. if when you're a single parent, you got to do what you got to do. So mm-hmm. being, you know, and, and thank you God for my life now, cause you, I don't look like what I've been through you know? And so, um, and so God has blessed me with the tools to be a better parent. And that's what I'm trying to be today. Amen. Quilla, did you want to add to to it? (laughs) I think that we all are trying to be a better parent. None of us is, uh, is perfect by any means. I think that each day, if we're looking to get better, I think we'll get better each and every day, but even at the end of our lives, we still won't have gotten it perfect. You know, come on. Yeah, come on and it's like i have this thing where you will you can live your life to the fullest you just have to remain a student mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. my whole thing i always want to stand and remain a student because that's how i can get the most out of life yeah. um so if we're learning if we're just in a state in a, a position to learn you know i think that would do well oh yeah so that was listen that was just even the first question see see what i'm saying <laughs> see how this is going um so (laughs) so the next question is uh what encourages you daily like what encourages the busy mom what encourages the mom that's just like man listen here i need somebody to i need something i need some help i I don't even know what i need like it's so much going on my mind i don't know what i need so i just want to you know hear what encourages you daily uh cool i'm gonna start with you I would say what encourages me daily to keep pushing, to keep being the best mom I can be. Okay. I would say about um, roughly over 10 years ago, I went through postpartum, a a pretty rough uh, season of postpartum. Mm -hmm. And in one of my counseling sessions, I was just talking about just like giving up, like, you know what? I mean, we, I've been going through these sessions for so long and, and I um, is is not working. Some days I, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm taking 40 steps forward. Then the next day I'm taking a thousand steps back. You know, it's not working. And he said to me, well, if you give up, then when your children go through challenges in life, who's going to be there? How are you going to encourage them? 
Aquila, come on. My bulb went off and I was like, oh my gosh, I have to get through this. I have to push forward because I have to be there for them. So I would say each day, it's my, it's definitely my children that encourages me to be a better mom because they're, they're looking at me with new grace every day, no matter what I did yesterday, no matter how I <laughs> upset them um, or maybe hurt their feelings or was impatient because I was taking care of business stuff. When the new day comes, you know, my Solomon is still giving me kisses. My 11 year old still thinks I'm perfect. You know, my 18 year old, you know, he might not think that I'm perfect, but <laughs> he still loves me. So that's the encouraging, just my children themselves. Isn't and then um, outside of my children, of course, having something to look forward to every day, pushing towards something every single day, having something to look forward to, whether it's business, whether it's photography, whether it's art. And I think every mom has to, even in your dark seasons, just wake up having something to look forward to, even if it is a cup of coffee with a friend, mm. a little mm -hmm. thing to look forward to. And then it'll 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 put some sunshine in your life. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Your turn, Karen. <laughs> uh, can you repeat the question again? Uh, what encourages you daily? What encourages me daily? I'm where I'm at in my life. I could wake up in a bad mood and be feeling some type of way. But if I don't get in my word, if I don't get into my word, I'm all over the place. And so when I get into my word, when I get into the Bible, when I get into my devotional, I have to do devotional every day so I can stay focused. When I get into that, I get focused on what I need to do. I'm better with my kids. I'm better with my partner. I'm, be I'm a better friend. I'm a better sister. I'm a better uh, student. I'm, I'm just better, right? So that is one of the main priorities in the days to put God first. When I put God first, when I put Jesus first, then I'm able to handle all the life's challenges. Every time I don't put him first, um, I'm rude. I'm all over the place. I'm not organized. I'm snippy. Um, I can be. I can't handle certain situations is with best better techniques like I would if I did my devotional. Like if I remembered to talk with God in the morning. So my main routine and I, I'm, I'm just better when I have God in me first thing in the morning and just remembering through the day to remind me and I'm better for my kids. Does that, does that answer the question? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I think it's, 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 you know, it's so easy to just go on and on and on, you know, with your day. Cause there's some times where not, and I just like, I'm sorry, God, I, I just, I'll get so tired maybe doing stuff that, you know, I don't pray. I don't get in my word. And I'm just I'm like, not. I'll feel guilty about it. But the thing about that is, you know, I'm constantly thinking about God. Yeah. He's always in my mind. He's always in my heart. And I take him with me everywhere I go. And like you said, just, mm -hmm. pray with that. It was, it's a verse in the Bible. It says, pray. right. Uh -oh. oh, wait, you cut off a little bit. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. it's a um, there's a verse in the Bible that says pray without ceasing. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, I can't think of exactly, but um, it's it's a power. It's small. It's a powerful verse. You know, you could con like you're, you're just saying constantly pray, you know, throughout the day. And that's what it is. Just constantly stay in prayer. Yep. Amen. I think that's the, the, yeah, just pray. And it doesn't have to be this big ordeal. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be this big. 
you know, to, this thing to do is just like, I, you know, just keep God first and keep him on your heart. And, um, you know, I just touched something came into my mind when Nicola was talking about, you know, um, when we discussed the what encourages you daily and, you know, the being there for your kids and being that example for your kids is that as a parent, I believe. And like I said, I'm just going off of observation, um, the, the, the weight of the example. Mm. You know, there's a weight that comes with parenting. I just know, like me, I have to be like, if I'm not consistent with God, I just feel like I'm not at my best, you know? And it's and when I am consistent with God, it's helped me be better. And with COVID, like COVID shook a lot of things up for me in my faith. And I had to get back on track where I wasn't be, being my normal self, you know? So... I just encourage you. And I, and I, like I said, I love seeing all the, um, you know, all the, all the techniques, all the skills, all, you know, how, how getting your kids organized, that's something you need to stay um, less stressed. So I thank you for that. Oh, no, no problem. It's not easy, <laughs> it's not, not easy by mean, any, any means we got charts all over. Are you back, Linda? Yes. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Good, good. I think that was me, guys. Um, grows your rela- Okay, we have, what's the comment? Yes, consistently grows your relationship with God. All right. All righty. So um, I'm sorry, I interrupted our little flow. Uh, I don't know what was going on. So um, the next question that I have is, uh, what advice would you give mothers that are having a hard time in this season? Mm-hmm. Repeat that, Melinda. One more time. Uh, what advice would you give mothers that are having a hard time in this season? Because I, I feel like this season is, like I said, uh, it's like heavy on steroids. Like, I think it's heavy for everyone. But, you know, I think for mothers, you know, that have to be the example that have to carry the weight of the example, you know, like we were just discussing not too long ago. Okay. So it's like, you have to, to be the strong person and feel the strong person. Like, so what, what, what advice would you give mothers that are having a hard time in this season? I would say, um, don't be so hard on yourself. Mm. Okay. Give yourself just a little bit of grace. The, the, the most, um, uh, dark thing about, uh, I think the most difficult thing about social media is that we, um, we compare uh, when scrolling through you, it's, it's just natural to compare. Um, and I think that if you're having such a hard time right now in a difficult season to, to kind of keep yourself from comparing yourself to others who are in their winning season, maybe. And let me just say that anybody who has been in their winning season has also been in a losing season. So, um, find joy where you're at right now and just understand that everybody goes through difficult times. You're not by yourself and um, try to stay off social media as much as you can, unless you're, you know, going there for inspiration. Um, so you cannot trigger yourself to compare yourself to other people. And to be honest, most people, 99% of us only post the good stuff. You know, we're not posting. I, I never posted when I was going through postpartum. I didn't, but I surely posted blogs when I was healed, you know? So um, that's, that's my biggest thing. Don't be too hard on yourself and don't compare yourself. Amen. So, and someone commented, what you see people portray is not always the truth. And that is true. 
everybody likes to show their, I read where someone said, everyone likes to show their highlight reel. Oh yeah. You know, no one's going to show the process, but the thing is, that's what people need to see the process. Like see your winning and not necessarily losing, but I want to see your footing. Oh yeah. You know, I want to see your footing. I want to see how you're going to make it out. If you say, you know, especially if you're a Christian yeah, and I'm a Christian and I'm struggling, I need to, I need examples. I need to see. That's right. How are you grounding yourself? What are you, how, you know, how are you keeping it all together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. stop trying to be superwoman. Has any of you fell prey to that? Like had that pressure where you had to be the superwoman? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. For, for this thing before I met my husband, for the single mom, I'm going to say, like I said before, that community piece. And, and there is some, like, you know, some people say, well, I don't have community. Well, there's some accountability on you that, like, you need to go make community, right? If you want, if you want to get the help and you don't have the help. And I'm going to always bring it back to God. That's one thing I'm going to do. That, pre, like, I say, prayed up all the time and sometimes you look for you look for fast gratification and you're like Mm -hmm. oh well god are you there like there's many times i was like god i'm praying and you ain't this is not happening this is not happening you know god's rejection is his protection right and so as a single parent struggling with kids i had to pray about stuff i had to rely on people sometimes that i didn't want to rely on that were still helpful I had to reach out to community. I started reaching out to, um, there's a program called WIC where they help you if you qualify for low income, they help you with food and they help you with stuff and they have support groups. I started looking on the internet for support, mom support to come so I can meet other moms who may be going through things so we could um, make a community and network together, you know? And again, um, if you don't have a church home and you're looking for a church home, ask, pray to God to give you a church home or to take or connect you to one. And so I started getting connected when I didn't have a network. Lord, I need help in this season. You know, I be, uh, me and my husband went through a really hard time with my pregnancy and I, and I didn't know who to turn to, but my community, I had a community of people and I turned to them. You know, God provide, God never fails you. Jesus never fails you. He will provide for you, you know? And mm-hmm. so when you, yeah, sometimes you're not knowledgeable. And yeah, and if you're not knowledgeable of the source, I wasn't knowledgeable of anything that was in, in my community. I Googled my city and said, what is out others? That's it. And then started for, started from the first top of the list to the bottom of the list. And it would hit, you know? And again, first thing, the first major thing I did was God relieving, revealing um, resources to Putting the right people in my life to help me. Amen. Amen. Jeff, think anything to add, Quilla, to it? <laughs> oh my God. I just had a I just had a brain freeze. <laughs> Bring it back, Jesus. Bring it back. <laughs> it was right there. Oh my goodness. Come on, spirit. Come on. It was a good point. <laughs> I've been having those lately. I'm like, ah. So all the things that Karen just said is a uh, is uh, is coming back. All the things that Karen just said was of all um, examples of her reaching out for help, and mm. I think 
that a lot of times what we fail to do to make it appear that we have it all together is that we don't ask for help. Mm -hmm. um, I see a, a comment down there that says that we aren't knowledgeable of our resources. And actually, Google, Google is a, um, a, um, a, a what you call it, a, a good resource, but also your local churches um, and even YMCA's hospitals, too. Um, I remember when I was going through a really um, a dark time and the best advice somebody gave me was to get involved in something bigger than myself so I could get my mind off of myself. Yeah. And um, that really pushed me out into the community. It pushed me out into church. It pushed me out into volunteering. And then I was able, then other resources opened up for help. I learned of other moms dealing with postpartum. And I, you know what I'm saying? So I think if you walk through one door, you seek one resource, other resources will begin to open up, begin to open up for you. Just reach out for help. And there's always a, a hand on the other side to grab it, to help you. Amen. And I'm glad that you, you're because I, I feel the pull, Aquila, and you're confirming what God wanted me to bring up um, about postpartum. Mm. Have you been through postpartum, Karen? Girl, yes. Um, I went, so my first child, Kanai, he was a preemie. And sometimes you don't know what postpartum is till until you go back and look. You're like, oh, that, oh yeah. that section of my life was postpartum. But um, I got a deep like you know a deep depression and it didn't help me and my partner because my partner wasn't aware of what postpartum was either you know so there was not resources that he could help me and especially if we couldn't identify what it was we just were in a funk right and I just couldn't get out of being you know as someone would look at possibly you you look negative but it's not being negative you just don't know how to get out of your funk because you're so depressed you know yeah. And, um, and so postpartum did get the best of me and, um, I was able to recognize it better with my daughter and my son now, but then, you know, um, a lot of women, you know, especially melanin women, we're told that we need to just tough it up and just, you know, just do it. Right. We're told that, and then doctors don't really cater to us, right. There's, there's not, there's reason we talk resources out there but how society is built it's not for the melanin woman that is pressed due to postpartum so what do we do you know and that's where you got to um where i had to start researching myself of like why am i in a bad mood all the time or why can't like what's going on with my body and um and also back those those uh yearly checkups those um getting you know asking for like, what is this? What is that? And I said, I want to find a brown doctor, you know, a melanin doctor, because I just feel more comfortable with one. You know, that's just me, preferably. And so, uh, so there's just things you can do within your capacity. And, uh, and you might not always be able to, you know, to have a brown doctor, but be able to bring questions about what's going on with your body. When are you getting your, when are you getting your mammograms, your pap smears, your, um, you know, taking care of yourself. So, you know, there's some things where I wasn't getting my yearly checkups that if I would have been, I would have under, I would have maybe caught like postpartum or something a little bit more because my doctor would have asked me some questions. But because I like, you know, once I had the baby, I didn't like I just knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what was completely wrong, you know. And so 
just being able to take care of myself better. And again, I encourage melanin women, I encourage black women and women of color to please get your um, yearly checkups. Please, you know, if you are not comfortable with your doctor, find a way to find a doctor that you are comfortable with and yeah. ask questions because it's very important. That postpartum is, all of that is part of the process. Amen. And so someone um, put, that is a good point about knowing yourself and when something is off. Listen, I was just talking about self-evaluation is key in this season. Um, so that goes back to self-care. Mothers often neglect themselves because they are taking care of others. <laughs> I, I remember this. It was a it's a quote. I don't know who it's by. I know Oprah has said it. But it was saying when challenges come in life or when something's not right, you get a little whisper. Then you get a little nudge, you get a little knock on the door. And the next thing you know, the whole house is caving in. I, I know that was for me with, with definitely with postpartum. I was a single mother. I had got married. I had had a baby. I had moved into our, our home and I got married all within a year, not even a year's time. Well, that's a lot for even one of those things is a lot for a person. And um, I remember my, uh, right after I got married, I had an uh, un uncomfortable thought. It was the day after I got married and I just kind of brushed it off. It wasn't of myself. And I just kind of brushed it off like, oh, you know, uh, it must just, must just be stress and I brushed it off. Well, two months later, a stronger thought came that was completely abnormal. I know myself, I don't think like that. And I just brushed it off. Oh, you know, I'm gonna go home, cook dinner. Maybe it was something I watched, you know, maybe it's something, you know, a show that I watched that I shouldn't have. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, December 3rd to 2010, it is when my mind just kind of like, it just mm -hmm. snapped. And mm -hmm. I was in the shower and I, uh, these bombarding of thoughts and I couldn't stop crying and I couldn't figure out. And I just, it, it was like my, my brain said, okay, You've been doing too much. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where to fire off. I don't know where to. And by this time, I went to the doctor. Of course, me and my husband um, went to the doctor, kind of explain everything. And I'm thinking, you know, I need an MRI, and I did. After they told me I was going through postpartum, I went and I got MRIs, I got CT scans, I got blood work. I said, you know what, this can't be true. I was a cheerleader. I'm a mom. I'm, a, you know, and I'm like, no, that's not true. I can't possibly go through postpartum. I just got married. We just moved out. There's no reason I'm going through postpartum. There's, that's not true. So after all these tests came back, of course, nothing was wrong. And they were like, you know what? You, this is what you're going through. This is what you're going through. But from the very beginning, months prior and months on, there were little nudges that was saying, Quilla, something's not right. You need to slow down. Something's not okay. And I didn't pay attention to it. Amen. Yeah, so the and, user is right. Definitely pay attention to those signs. If something's not right, the first step of something not being right, go get help. Say that. Say that. And um, and and I think that's why people you just can't brush off how you feel. You know, emotions drive. I feel like drive the health of your body. And you can't say, oh, well, I'm just feeling sad today or I'm not like, where did that come from? Where's the root? Because I remember I went through a depression and I mean, even realizing up to this date, I was functionally depressed, you know, and just like, wow, I was functioning. I was doing mm. this. I was depressed. But I remember like Aquila, you remember 
the moment where it, everything crashes. Oh yeah. You remember when everything mm. crashes. I remember, um, I, I think because I wasn't supposed to get married and I got married, you know, I was pushing it. And I think that was God's way. It was like saying, sit down or whatever, but it just seems like one thing broke the camel's back. It was a straw that broke the camel's back. And it was so simple. And I'm like, it just crashed down. I could, it, I couldn't get up. <laughs> I sat and laid in the bed. I couldn't eat. Yeah. I, I, all I could do was just sit there. And the only thing that got me, and that's why I just love Psalms so much, was the, the, the book Psalms. That was it. That's what got me. That just helped me to help my emotional strength and my emotions a little bit. But even after I overcame that moment, it's like, you're never the same. No, you're never the same. It shifted something in you. It changed something in you and it it, it kind of killed something in you. And, you know, I want to even touch on that. So where at what point did you guys find the light out of that tunnel? Well, it was a a process. It was a it was a process. It was just like having to start all over again, um, thinking that you know yourself, what you can handle. That's your superwoman. That, <laughs> and then realizing that you can't, and it's unhealthy, and. Um, learning, I believe that, um, healthy, we all go through stress, all of us, good stress and bad stress. But when were we ever taught healthy coping mechanisms for stress? I didn't learn that till in my, in my third, we're going through postpartum. And I believe it's something that should be taught in high school, middle school, because stress is inevitable. Mm -hmm. But the way we react to stress is a lot of times what causes illness what causes um, mental conditions, what, um, what causes um, just moving too fast, making wrong choices, getting yourself in a situation you shouldn't. Um, oh my goodness. Mm. That's good. Cool. That's really, really good. That, that um, is a good segue for, for what, like seeing the light. I think also, like you said, um, like schools and the church, um, there's a flip side to the church where the church, there's some churches that, you know, with community, you're just told to pray, but you don't have any skill sets about how, how to pray, what, what, what to do in your stress. You're just told to, you know, love God and pray, but okay, but I need more help than that. Right. Right. So, for me, I was like, I thank God for the people that, that were seasoned in my life because I, I didn't get the just pray. I have got to just pray and just trust God. And I'm like, look, I need more than trust God because I need some right now help. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was like, if you're in a situation, what, what counseling, you know, what does counseling look like? Is, does the church have counseling? Does the church have other, you know, connections to people who can walk you? If you feel like you going to jump off the ledge or mentally, emotionally, physically, like, is there, is there people out there you can call on to help talk you down off the ledge? You know, those, those stress factors for me, when I seen the, when I seen the light, when I was out of depression or, you know, any, anything going on in my life, having the skill sets of, I had, I had worked through, I had a really bad, um, not a really, I'm not going to say really bad. I went through some obstacles in my childhood and I didn't learn 
coping skills to calm my body down. But as my life progressed, I had to learn that if I just reacted on my feelings, my feelings are would lead me to other places, right? You know, and so my feelings are not like I, I had to rely on what God like what, what the Bible said about feelings and what the and what God says about being um, stable in in fact and not feeling because I was just a hot mess. So I one thing that the the church I went to did was give me skills of calming my body, my physical body. And if you ever look up somatic um, it's S-O-M-A-T-I-C. It's somatic movement. If you have childhood trauma, you have trauma that deals with your body. And you think it's, and you, when you deal with trauma, we talk about, like, there's a group, people go to counseling and they talk to their counselor, but there's also trauma in the body that you you get triggers in your body and then you react a certain way. And you don't understand that. I went through to therapy for a long time to figure that out. And so I encourage anybody who has childhood trauma to look up somatic um, energy, somatic movement to help more with childhood trauma. So I say this to, if you are looking for the light at the tunnel and you're in, de- in depression mode and you don't have coping skills, which means skills to get you out of depression, skills to get you out. I looked at somebody who was doing life better than me, anybody. Just, and I was like, anybody around me, like, and that anybody around me was uh, my pastor's wife that I knew at the time. I was like, man, she looks happy and she's doing life better than me. Let me ask her some tips. There you go. We might not have people in our immediate circle, but there is somebody we know that's doing life better than us, period. And we may not be best friends with them, but we can ask them some tips on like, hey, man, like, how did you get to where you're at? And what did you do? Cause that helped me and she, and there's some people that weren't always in love with God, but they had some tips to give me to get closer. And then God came in and did the rest. Right. So just, just reaching out that, that has really helped and not saying that I don't go through depression today. Cause I do, but I'm more equipped in God's in, in what God needs me to do. And I'm equipped in learning, um, going on Google, uh, reaching out to my counselor, trying to get into a uh, free therapy, right? Like there's things that I, I'm accountable to do to help myself. Amen. And let's see, I want you to admit the need God will send the help. Definitely. You know, being in a position and, and it's, uh, mm. hum- you know, in that humble position mm-hmm. to say, and it doesn't have to be towards anybody, just out the Lord help. <laughs> Lord help. You'd be surprised mm-hmm. how many people just don't do that. You know, like you say with praying, you know, they tell you to pray, but you know, even the disciples ask Jesus, tell us how to pray because this is getting results. You know, whatever you're doing, Jesus, however you're praying, give us the pattern of prayer. So that we can get what we need. So we can get what, you know what I mean? Just what Mm -hmm. we need. Tell us how to pray. And I believe that's our job. You know, even if we got it, that's the whole thing of what this discussion is, you know, because I believe you guys have, you know, went through some things and overcame some things and there's moms out there and I know, and I feel it, you know, I feel it in the spirit that are struggling, don't know what to do, have dreams, have goals. You know, there are some creatives, you know, I want to create, I got this big vision that God has given me, but I'm going through all this stuff. Mm -hmm. I need help to first process my stuff. (laughs) You know, say that 
as a single parent um, at the time, and I was going through a breakup, you know, and for some reason, God always knows how to talk to me when a man's involved. Okay. And so when I was going through my breakup, I'm, I'm not, and I can't stretch this enough. When you really want to, you can't hear your daddy's voice, your father's voice, if you don't know what it sounds like. So if you're not in your word, how you know what your dad sounds like? And that's the truth. So people say, well, I'm, you know, I'm a Christian and I, and I do this, but I don't read the Bible that much. Well, how do you know? Then, then how do you know? Right? So I have to, me, I only hear my daddy's voice when I hear the word, when I get the word in my spirit. And when it gets in my spirit, I'm able to, like I said, I'm able to do better. I'm able to be better. And I'm able to hear his voice so he could guide me through what I need to be guided through. If I'm not reading the word, I don't know which way to go, which was left, which is right. And so I encourage you, if you're in a place and you're just in, that's when I was broken. I had, you know, sometimes you just don't know what to do and you're looking for a right now situation and you're looking for a bandaid to go over it and just to, just to, just to do some work, but I'm hang in there. And if you have time, get in your word, because all the answers are in your word. All the answers are in the Bible and it may not give you that right now bandaid, but you will have peace. You will have joy. You will have that. I promise you that because there was a point in my life where I was just like, oh my gosh, like anything, anything is better than this. Anything is better than struggling as a mom. Anything is better than struggling in my relationship. Anything is better than this. And I got that peace from reading the word. Right. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Mm -hmm. you guys have anything to add to that mm -hmm. before I move on? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, the word is, Listen, I have a word that I've hung on to, like I said, since that time of being depressed and, you know, Psalms 27, that's it, the entirety of it. And it's like it unfolds in my life mm -hmm. constantly, you know, because sometimes we can feel so much stuff is against us and we just need to know that, you know, God is there. God is ever present. And I think that's the one thing I would tell you, just know that God is there. You're not alone. Don't let that situation trick you into thinking that you're alone and you're dealing with it alone. You know, that's a trick. That's a trick of the enemy. And especially if you are, you know, the, a life giver, you're the source of life that give life. You know, I believe the enemy tries to attack families, especially women, get it, Adam and Eve, <laughs> attack mm -hmm. that woman that was a, a life giver. So, you know, I believe that's why moms go through so much. Women go through so much. Because, you know, we're the life giver, you know, whether it be naturally and spiritually. So, um, so mm. what, oh, did you have something that, to say, Karen? <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. No, I, I closed my new friend, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. I, I, just to go back just for a second. I, mm -hmm. I at times not knowing what to read, just being so broken, knowing mm -hmm. I'm word, but I just didn't know where to start. And then sometimes my mind being too sensitive, because when you go through postpartum and I went through a pretty serious form, you're, 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 it's like your brain gets super sensitive. So in some Bible um, stories, I wasn't able to read with, uh, with the, um, there's a lot of violence um, some in the word. And you have to have, I'm not going to say a healthy mind. You do. You have to have a healthy mind to be able to read some parts and to truly grasp and understand. And I would open up sometimes and be afraid. So I remember 
opening, being afraid to open the word. So I would just open it and just kind of lay my head on it. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to read. I didn't know what to do. I didn't want to scare myself. I knew I was in a difficult place, but I knew I needed the word. So I just would put it in my pillow or put it in the car with me. At least I knew that I had the word by me and it gave me comfort. You know, just open it up. That is um, very, very powerful that you even brought that up because, you know, and again, that's a big mouthful to say like, hey, just read the word, right? Let me go back a little bit because when I, there's parts of the Bible that are very dry. There's parts of the Bible that are very violent. There's parts of the Bible that we don't sometimes understand. There's NIV version and King James, all this, this and that. I go to say this before I even read the word I said, Lord, I said, some some things I don't understand and some things I don't even want to read, Lord, and I can't understand it. But if it's you, reveal your word to me so it sets in my spirit because I don't know how to read this. And then and then let let Jesus do the rest, you know, because that's that's his job to let you know what he's trying to say to you through the word. And so that's what helped me. Because there are times where I'm just like, I'm not receiving this. I don't understand. Lord, what can I do? I'm trying to get to know you better, but this is confusing, right? So I hear what you're saying. And I hear that. Um, and I hear that the violent piece too. And again, I haven't read through the whole Bible. I'm still in pieces here and trying to get through it. But it is, it is that is a very powerful thing because a lot of my girls go through like, hey, man, I'm not I'm not receiving it how you're receiving it. What can I do? And the only thing to do is to pray that you receive his word better. Amen. And I just feel like the Bible, like, you know how everyone says it's the, the biblical instructions before leaving earth. So it's like these instructions you keep with you to keep you safe and to give you peace. And and with the Bible, it's it's, you know. How I say in our, our, our how we say in our church every time is you know the word of God is a mystery and the only uh way to to solve basically the mystery is to have revelation. There you go. And revelation always mm, come comes with um life, life challenges. The the word comes mm -hmm. when you're in depression. The word comes when you're stuck. The word comes when you're sad. The word comes when you know you have difficult situations with your kids. And that's why the word is just such a light. It's, it's ever breathing. It's ever living. And, and it's always good to just, cause I can read the scripture and it'll mean something else in another season in my life. And I'm like, I never read this before. Where did this come from? <laughs> but that's what I love about the word. So um, yeah, Absolutely. I would, I wouldn't too much, you know, at first it used to be like that. Like I'm going to read the whole Bible. You don't need, but no, I just eat. I just love to eat. You know, because I'm hungry and I'm just going to continue to eat off of it. Um, yeah. So and, and someone put, uh, yes, he will give you the milk until you're ready for the meat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this I only have one minute left. Until oh, I have to get out of here and mm -hmm. try to listen to you guys. So I'm head out before you do. But I just wanted to one. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you for being obedient. Thank you for being one of the best best podcasters that I know of. I've been listening to you for a long time mm -hmm. and I just appreciate your obedience, your, um, your divaness, you know, you're <laughs> such a diva when you come on and just so beautiful. And just Thank you. <laughs> I thank you for just giving us the word. You have 
really help some ladies to really come back to Christ, you know, and um, your podcast is a blessing to many. Aquila, I'm so bl blessed to meet you tonight and to just get to know you and to hear your how you're a wife you know a parent and trying to balance all of this of being a motherhood like i did definitely take notes and i thank you and i hope we stay connected even after this so i'm going to leave you guys with the, my favorite verse and my favorite verse in the bible is john 1 1 it said in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god himself that's my favorite verse because what we speak out of our mouth, life and death is in power of the tongue. And it says your words is the only way we are able to communicate. So be mindful of what you say. You manifest what you say or you bring drama to what you say. So just remember that as you go on with your life, when you're depressed, when you're happy, whatever. I'm married today because I stayed obedient to God. I'm married today because I manifested everything I wanted. And not only I'm married just, you know, to my husband, cause that's, you know, my desire, but I'm married because I wanted the covenant. I wanted God's blessing. I knew that, you know, that's what God wanted for my life. And I'm, I'm very happy for it. So everything I do, I always tie it back to what the Lord wants in my life. So I thank you guys today for just being able to bring me on. And so, um, stay blessed. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Hey, bye. Hey, <laughs> Quill, it's me and you. <laughs> and before she left she didn't get a chance to to offer what she does she does do uh subscription boxes and you know what let me unplug this let me hello yeah okay good good okay so um she does she's gonna she does um moms who motivate me subscription boxes i wanted her to talk about it but she had to leave and she has written a, a children's book with her kids who we, um, need. who we need and i love it because it you know she talks about it goes through you know about how much you need basically honoring your elders honoring you know the grandparents honoring the knowledge and wisdom that they impart and the kids you know we're just going down memory lane you know thanking thanking god you know up for the grandparents and the memories that they've imparted and and I wanted to touch on that, Aquila. I want to talk about that. I wrote that down. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said with your children, you know, it don't matter what you feel like you may have done or whatever, like your kids, you know, they'll love you. But the thing is they love, I, I believe so, is that because you're present. Okay. They love the presence that you're there. It's something about the safety when your parent is near. Yeah. You know, you feel safe. You know, when you're when you have your parent there and, and it doesn't matter. You my mom, you're my dad, you know, just like, hey, I just want to be next to mommy. And and that's all it is. Like it really doesn't take much. You know, sometimes I believe we make it caught up thinking we have to do this and we have to do that. Your kids just want you to be there. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I will say, especially like with my mom, you know, she was single mom and she worked, you know, I just liked when she was home. <laughs> you know, like, I just want you to be home. It don't matter if I'm even in the other room. I'm just happy that you're just, you're just here. And so I feel safe, yeah. you know, and kids love to, you know, want to be safe and, you know, so I just want to add that to bit in there. <laughs> and I think that you're, I think the kids, your, I think kids will even be more open and even 
want to be around even more if us as parents or what I've learned is to apologize to um, our children. We make mistakes. I mean, and we don't say sorry for everything. <laughs> Sometimes when we're wrong, it is okay to say, I'm sorry. You know, I'll give me an example. You know, Brian, I was wrong for the way that I approached you um, the other day. I was wrong for snapping off on you and I apologize. You know, I think that our, our children are due apologies. Once again, not all the time. But when we're very wrong and where it could have um, impacted them deeply emotional. Amen. Because I, I see, I didn't get to half of these questions, you know, before Karen had left. But um, so what advice can you give moms that want to pursue purpose, but feel that they have so much on their plate? Okay. Home. <laughs> um. um I don't believe that a, a mom or any woman should be trying to figure out their purpose for their life. Just mm. fall into the purpose of this season. I believe that each season we have a different purpose. Now we may have an overall purpose in our life, but um, that's a lot of pressure to try to figure that out. Um, I believe just because we all kind of fall into it and your gift goes before your purpose. You, you kind of know what your gift is or you learn what your gift is and your, your purpose kind of falls right behind that. But find out and ask and pray, you know, God, what is my purpose in this season? Your purpose in this season may be to heal. It may be to be an at-home mom. It may be to be a wife and be just that support system for your husband. You may not supposed to work this season. You're supposed to um, be his administrative assistant. Um, it, it may just, and there, when I say just, I want to singleize it. Just doesn't mean just as in being little, but right. they just, it may be that you're supposed to do something so that can be so simple to you. That seems so simple, but yet it's really, really, really big. Um, Throughout the day and throughout the season, you never know who you're impacting. Um, um, so just focus on the season that you're in. You know, continue mm -hmm. to make goals for the future, um, knowing, just knowing deep inside that you do have a purpose for your life. You do. And in due season, I believe that God will reveal it to you. But I would not stress myself out, overwear myself out, trying to figure out the purpose for my life. Because... <laughs> heavy. That's heavy. Just figure it out for the season. Ask God to reveal it to you for this season and be content with it. Amen. And what verse came to me in my head and I, you know, and I think that calms down a lot of anxiety when you, I, I'm just thinking of the verse, um, you know, give us this day, our daily bread, like I said, with the prayer, the example prayer that, you know, give me this day, my daily bread, give me my portion for today. Because that's all I can handle. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i can handle i just want my portion for today because look if, if you were trying to eat a god-sized dream right in one day right listen and do it you, no wonder you know depression and all this other stuff comes because you're trying to carry the weight of yeah. a god-sized dream in one day that's right. And it's not our job to worry. That's what I said. Don't worry about the uh the next day and this and that. Today carries its own worries. What's so I just right. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Today cares its own word. So give us, yeah, daily bread. So mommies, get, eat a feast on the bread for today. And it's good to, like you said, to just have it in mind, but trust God's season and trust God's time. You know, this goes for everybody, just non-moms, moms, whatever. Trust God's season and trust God's time for the day. Because listen, you know, God wants me to do things, but you know, I have to be obedient daily. Like God, I, I vow to be obedient to you daily. That's all I got. That's all I can give you. <laughs> it's just to be obedient daily. So that's good. That's good. Um, uh, let's see. What are now? This is good. I'm interested in hearing this answer. And I know you got the question. This number nine. Uh, what are the moments in parenthood that help you grow or transition into the woman you never thought you needed to be? Never thought I need the moments in parenthood. Um, I, uh, it was postpartum. Mm -hmm. That was it. It was postpartum. It taught me a lot. It taught me um, to slow down. Uh, mm. That uh, tomorrow isn't promised. I don't need to worry about tomorrow. I just need to take once again, um, take one day at a time. Um, that even through, I think one of the greatest things that I've learned um, through motherhood in general is that even in my difficult times, I still have to be a mommy. I still have to help build up this little person while I'm trying to figure out myself. And that's hard and that's challenging. Um, but I would definitely say postpartum was a pivotal moment to say, Quilla, you don't have control over anything. You, mm. don't, have mm. you, you don't, you couldn't have paid me to think that I would go through that. You wouldn't have paid me to think that, um, that my counselor, because no, if you've ever been to a counseling session, have you ever been to a counseling session, Linda? No, no. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I encourage every woman, every woman, counseling. You never know. Um, yeah, the the outpour. But counseling is normally like forty five minutes to an hour, and I know this so well because my sister Nikita is a is a therapist. I'm always sitting on her lap, Nikita. <laughs> but um, normal um counseling sessions is forty five minutes, I think, to like an hour. When I went, uh, it was such, once again, a such difficult, dark place. My counselor at that time allowed me to sit in front of him for nearly four hours, um, mm -hmm. pouring it out to him and, and yeah. uh, hang it all. And then I, I, he, he actually allowed me, he had another patient come in. He allowed me to take a nap and I got right back up and poured out more. Um, of what was on my heart. You, you, couldn't have, you couldn't have paid me to think that I would go through that, that I would have needed a counselor, that I would have, and this is a lot had to do with motherhood, taking on a huge realization that I'm responsible for another life. That's huge. Huge. Making people, you know what I'm saying? We're, we, we, the Lord has blessed us with the ability to give life, um, to make life, um, and give life and the ability to take life. So it's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge, um, motherhood is a huge thing and it should not be taken lightly, but definitely, um, postpartum was a, a huge pivotal moment. And that's good. And I want to touch on that. Like you said, these are, you're raising little people. Yes. We're you're raising people. You're raising, I, I, and, and God just whispered it in my spirit just now. You're raising nations. Yes. 
especially in this time where we're just getting so close to it's the end of an era and things have to change you're, you're raising these little nations you're raising these 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 changers yeah. these shifters yes. and i think if we think of it like that that our future depends on what we do <laughs> with these kids yes we would take that as i mean not to say that nobody takes it seriously but it's just that um it's about being mindful being mindful. you know and um you know about being a, a, a mom and being married and there's so many young ones that i believe because they're single moms oh i have to be married no no, no you, you. i have to be married because that's what makes me complete and you know i i need to but not knowing that's another level of responsibility on top of you raising this nation yes i'm gonna say that i want to say that and i i, I don't want to say it but i am gonna say it so, <laughs> but i was a single mother or uh, six, I was a single, I was single mother. Um, I had my daughter, um, I got pregnant at 19, had her at 20, um, had to leave college and come home. What a humble experience. But with me being a single mom, I had, um, uh, I had to say so, you know what I'm saying? Like my, my daughter's schedule, my schedule, nobody to answer to nobody, you know, I'm, it, it, it's, um, it's just a, a single dynamic, me and my daughter. But when you get married, that's a whole nother level of a cake topping on top of there that's already on that bottom layer. That it's more pressure, it's more stress. I want to say it's even harder. Yeah. You have a helpmate or you're your spouse's helpmate, but you have a you have a um first you're with somebody for the rest of your life. Um, someone that you're answering to, you know, humbly humbly. Um, you don't have that that control as what you say go. It's a part of mm -hmm. You know, so I would say being a single parent is definitely, definitely challenging and definitely hard. But you place a marriage on top of there and there's more responsibilities. There's a lot more responsibilities on top of that. So once again, don't rush it. Be content. Right. If you're a single mom. Be content right where you are right where you are. Enjoy that baby. Enjoy the bond. Enjoy the relationship and be patient for who God has for you. Because if you marry the wrong one, not only do you have the stresses of marriage and, and children, but you also have the stress of not marrying the right one. You know what I mean? That and there's there's women that I've met where they knew they say, well, I, I knew I shouldn't have married him. But you know what I'm saying? I knew I shouldn't have married him, but I married him anyway because I you was know, single mom. No. Right. Another. And I think and that's why I try to drive home just being on that end of not waiting and not. And, you know, thank God. See, thank God. So mindful that, you know, I didn't have children being in a situation where I married someone I didn't wasn't supposed to. Did I, you, I really don't know. No, you weren't supposed to. Uh yeah. I wasn't supposed I I knew that. Okay. I knew that. I was cognizant of the fact <laughs> that I wasn't supposed to, but it's just because I was trying to fill a hole, you know, an emptiness that was I felt like because People had it and people seemed fulfilled because of that. Right. Like, you know, I think that's the thing with having a complete family, you know, or feeling like, well, I'm going to, I want somebody so I can look complete, but you have to be complete to know what fits in this puzzle. 
Right. You know, um, I just told somebody and, and um, kind of encouraged somebody in that not too long ago that be the best that God wants you to be. Then, then when that person comes along, it's not going to be a question or whatever. You know what fits. Right. You're going to know what fits. You're not going to entertain anything. And you don't want to be at your space where you're at because then it may fit in that season, but don't fit in another season. Another season. And and that doesn't mean, you know, I could just go into like even with marriage, you know, the, and you could probably contest to it. It's just the evolution of he's he's transforming. You're maybe here and then then you're up here and then he's down here changing. It's just like you meet the middle at some point, yeah. but then it's like it's like this. Yeah, that's what marriage is. And I think. You have to have in the be in the position and posture to want to learn one another. Yeah. In that turning. Like, but you're going up though. You're not nobody's doing like this. Right. But you're going like this. You both should be going. You up. know, so I don't even know why I'm doing this little thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's see. Yep, Simon Ministry. Somebody put a Simon Ministry. Um, I'm not gonna hold you long, Quilla. Did you have to go? It's okay. No, no, no. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Uh, so yes, very true. A lot of people want the look of being complete, not thinking about how incomplete they are themselves. Listen, listen. Marriage is very serious business, y'all. And I think that that you know, just don't. I don't know, Quilla. You can answer. You can say the amen to it. You know, when I do say it, because I, I feel like I'm talking to like we well, ain't no mama, but uh. <laughs> Um, you just feel that um, because you're carrying this burden with a child, like you said, that that uh, illusion that this is going to help. Right. <laughs> you don't understand, men, y'all. Hey, men, <laughs> men. Uh. <laughs> Sometimes some of them want them to be your mama and. <laughs> wants you to have it figured out and it's like and then it's like you manage the household and you just gotta you got it's like you're juggling a lot of things and it's like you don't want that just juggle what you got on your plate <laughs> like what you said aquila um marriage is a beautiful thing it is a beautiful, beautiful partnership it's a it's a wonderful thing um but it's definitely uh, challenging it, it's meant to um i think that marriage is meant to or maybe not meant definitely a purpose of it is to build your character if you are the same person that you are today that you were a year ago and you're married then your marriage should challenge you to grow into a better character a better per person because you have challenges every day mm -hmm. you know? Here, your marriage is, it, 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 there's challenges. So you should be growing into a better woman um, and your husband should be growing into a better man because through those challenges, build our character. Amen. Come on. Because listen, Jesus tried us every day and it's all to be better, you know, he, and it's called the molding. Mm -hmm. You know, molding doesn't stop because you're married and you feel like I'm this complete base. Because listen, I say this time and time again. The moment you feel like God's hand is done touching you, it's time to get out of here. That's right. It's time to get out of here. It's time for him to take you out of here because you're done. That means you're telling him the work is complete. We're never a complete work, even in marriage. You're not complete. 
you're not complete. Enjoy that journey with that same person. <laughs> Let enhance that friendship. That's right. You know, be best friends and be best friends. Have fun. Be best friends. A lot of women, um, many women, has gets married believing that. Um, that their husband, the things that they don't like about their husband or, or the, their spouse, that it'll change, that that their love can change them, that having a baby will change them to. Mm. That's not true. Um, one thing that I always ask um, women or anyone interested in, in getting married, I say those flaws that he has right now that you don't like, can you deal with it for the rest of your life? the rest of your life because that possibility it won't change so either you're you have the grace to deal with it or hand or you know or you don't you don't have the grace but um you have to accept them the way they are even if they don't change and you know what Aquila? i went to marriage counseling before you know when i was married and you know my aunt she had married uh, me and my ex-husband and that was a question that she asked Really? And she's and, and look, I'm trying to uh oh. oh sorry. <laughs> and, and I was just like lying to myself. Yeah, you know, I know what you're talking about. Yep, I I'm okay. I In my it. mind though. Oh, he gonna change. <laughs> oh, he's gonna change. And he got to change, and I'm a, I'm gonna make it. So you know, it's like that was that thing that was in me that needed to be worked out before marriage that control that you know trying to control the situation manipulation okay that's where that was at <laughs> only god could change people absolutely hey you got to rely on god you got oh, to pray that's right amen so uh wait let me see i got a couple questions i'm not gonna hold you longer hey. uh <laughs> Uh, let's see. I think we kind of talked about it maybe a little bit. What are myths? Myth. Look, look at me and my list. Uh, what are myths out there in social media, in magazines, etc., that you would like to debunk about motherhood? That I would like to debunk about motherhood. I think one of the, the, or maybe this is just being a woman in general or with motherhood. Um, I see a, a huge trend on social media about uh, women being in business and having businesses and, you know, be your own boss and, and things like that. And I believe that um, some women have the grace for it. But what we see online, it looks really easy and it looks simple, um, but it's not. And um, I wish there was a trend that would be totally transparent and honest that you can't be superwoman. You you can't really have it all without delegating or without a team. You you it it makes us appear or it makes it seem as though there are superwomans out there and there are these that women with dynamics and owning businesses and having it all that they're doing it by themselves. And that's not true. It's not true at all. You have to delegate. It's not easy. And nothing, even, of course, children, marriage, you, 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 um, you have to delegate. You have to have a team. You have to lean on one another. And I think a lot of things is pressed for it. Like we can do it all by ourselves. We can't. That's how you break. 
That's how you fall mm. apart. That's how you lose yourself. So you gotta have a team. Um, can you really have it all? I believe you can have the things that you desire if you have a team, if God is connecting you with the right people. So that's all. That's my biggest, uh, that's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> the biggest pet peeve, because as a businesswoman, um, I see it and I'm scrolling, I'm thinking, oh my God, all this stuff looks good, but come on, I need you to be a little bit more um transparent here um about the truth of of things that's all amen and 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 it goes into like the, just being the you know a, a wife and mother. you're a manager that's so me. like you said you have to delegate you have to you have, mm -hmm. to. You have and to. people just want to see how to do that you know because like well how am i well i don't want to you know and and i think that's a, a sense of pride which i'm dealing with it's just you know asking people for help you know, and I'm by myself. I ain't got nothing else going on over here. <laughs> but it is a lot like this right here. This is a lot. You know, it takes prayer. It takes setup. It takes, you know, just it's a lot. And I know why. And that's the thing. Being content in the season. I know why. You know, and I think that's what a lot of moms um, that would kind of give you relief is just Ask God, you know, not necessarily asking why, but being content in why you're in a season and not necessarily, well, I'm behind or I'm I, I'm falling behind and and but this one is doing this over here. Just there's a reason why you're you're at where you're at. Whether it be good, whether it be bad, there is a reason. And that has gotten me out of a lot of things, was just to forgot to to not necessarily focus on the reason and look at it and compare, but just, I, I don't know. It was, it was a hard season, you know, that for two years I had to sit and wait, but as I sat and wait, I worshiped God. Like I remember one year I worshiped him without fail every night. I want to get that back because listen, my mind was just in a good place, you know, at that point, because it got me through things still was going on. Hell didn't stop running and wrecking stuff <laughs> you know so you know even with that with moms like it's just it's not gonna stop um but just being okay with the space that you're in um and just waiting for god to give you direction like live like i said with that daily bread be content with eating that bread you know every day yep worship while you wait be content with eating that bread every day <laughs> yeah you know, that's what I, and I'm not going to try to make myself full, but it's enough to get me through. There you go. It, it could be a word from God. Like it could be somebody give me $5. It, it got me through. So I wouldn't be so just so driven in one direction. Hey. It's just like, I'm just happy with you. What you going to do today? Jesus, what you going to do today? You know, something to make you smile and everything else. So. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't even know where I, where I went off. I don't even remember what I said. But <laughs> I was led in the spirit. So we're going to get into the creativity. What does that mean to you? Because I know you're a photographer. You take beautiful pictures. You've taken some pictures for me. <laughs> and you, you know, you take beautiful pictures. And I know, and we spoke about it, that that's a sense of uh, relief to you. So. Um, what does creative creativity mean to you and uh 
does it for, does it serve as a form of therapy for you? Yes, it does. Cre mm -hmm. Creativity for me, um, and you know, I'm gonna steal my sister's answer. We were talking earlier. Um, <laughs> a, it, it's it's freedom. It means freedom to me. Being able to create is 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 a way um, to uh, exp <laughs> yeah, she takes beautiful pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, um, it's a way to express yourself. Um, a lot of times it's hard to express ourselves with words. Um, with me too, I can write it down and type it up better than I can say it in person. Oh, yeah. And uh, my heart is a lot of times put on paper, you know, whether it's painting, whether it's uh, um, writing, whatever it may be. And I think that um, every woman has their own, um, their own gift of creativity, whether it's fashion, because fashion is is art, um, whether it's painting, drawing, photography, um, whatever it, whatever it is, writing. Um, and I think it is, it's like a natural form of therapy. I think that is truly a gift from God to say, okay, this, and once again, those creativity is a coping mechanism for stress. Um, mm -hmm. one of those healthy, uh, coping mechanisms, um, to be able to sit down and paint a picture, even if it's paint by number, it's still paint. It's still paint. I got to paint my number right there. Um, <laughs> uh, after I cover up all the numbers though, but yeah, all those, all of it, it's, it's just a form of freedom. It's, it's, um, we're so confined and I'm a flight attendant, so I'm, I'm, I'm confined on aircrafts. I absolutely love my career, but I'm confined on aircrafts. I'm, um, you're confined in your home. You're confined. When I go to my business, my restaurant, I'm confined, but creativity allows yourself, allows me to put myself in a mental space where I'm free, no matter where, no matter what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I can even, you know, um, attest to that about just being free and because journaling was my thing even when I was in high school and middle school journaling mm -hmm. was my thing like it got every day it, it was so funny because I had a soundtrack to the day whatever song was ministering to me that day I would write at the top like day weather it played a part you yep. know it played a part in in me writing and you know, I was so I'm so sensitive to everything. I had to write down the songs, the the time that I was journaling and what I felt. And I poured out myself into a, you know, in my journal. Like you said, it just and I would go back and read it, you know, after I wrote and I'm, it would help me. <laughs> I'm like, this is ministering to me, you know, so it just it was a way for me, an outlet to let out my feelings. So um, I do believe that you know, like with moms, just, you know, and, you know, you can uh, add to it. <laughs> but outlet is needed. You got to have an outlet. You have to. If you make your whole life about your marriage, about your children, about your job, about everything else, and you don't find some time to express yourself in a healthy way, once again, you'll, you'll break and you'll get bitter. Mm -hmm. So you got to express yourself. You find every person. I don't care if you can't draw. I don't care if you can't write. Every person has some form of artistic ability. Somebody does. Even even being a barber, a hairstylist is art, is still creativity. So you got to figure out, you have to even pray for it once again, figure out, say, hey, what am I gifted in? What's my art? What's my artistic expression? But you you got to, you have to figure out an outlet. You have to. Amen. Even cooking, like baking sometimes for me, 
Yep. It's an outlet. So, and we're going to, um, I have people coming on next week, you know, it's just about cooking therapy, you know, a farm, a form of therapy. Yes. And listen, like sometimes I just turn on the music and like, I want to bake something and, you know, I'll bake or I'll do something because it's just something about doing something with your hands, creating with your hands. And that's why I say, I think, you know, creativity isn't just limited to certain things, just make a movement with your hands. Um, what do they say? Like with being idle, what what's that it's scripture? Oh my! <laughs> make me Google it. What are you talking about? Yep. Uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. There you go. Is that it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> but like, yeah. So it's like your your hands are activating your brain. No, it just came to me like that. You know, just like your hands are activating your mind because your brain is needed to operate your hands. So it's like it's keeping your your mind from being idle and sitting in 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 mess. Yep. <laughs> yep. Somebody said, "Oh, okay. That was yep. Devil's workshop. Devils. Devils workshop. Devils <laughs> playground. Whatever. Stop playing in the devil's territory." Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, like I believe, I mean, creativity is like my uh, lifeline. So you did mention a little bit about how you added creativity uh, to the household, but where do you fit creativity in your home life and with your children? You did talk about a little bit, but absolutely. Well, first, individualizing them, um, just kind of watching them, seeing what their um, what their what their artistic expression is, and then kind of encouraging it. For instance, my Solomon, he draws. Um, so I'll keep a sketch pad in my car all the time and he, um, he draws in there. My mm -hmm. member, um, Brian, he loves to take pictures. So I have a, a spare camera for him and he, we go out there, we shoot shots. As my daughter, her artistic expression, I would have to say is, is fashion. Um, so, so, um, I do not like to shop, but I'll, you know, I'll go with her, I encourage her. She definitely expresses herself on her nails and uh, other creative ways with our hair. So um, my artistic expression, they definitely see it. And I wish I could turn it around, but I have my, my son's drawings. I put them on throughout the house. I'll develop the pictures that Brian may take. Um, uh, so I try to push their artistic, their artistic creativity so that they can do more of it. The more the, the more we, we show gratitude for, the more that we encourage. Um, the more that they'll do more of. So I'd rather them do more of the good stuff, um, the good creative stuff. That's how I that's how I put it in my house. My um my art is all over. Well, definitely within my prayer room, but my art is all over. And I um I encourage them to do art every day, do something creative every day. Mm -hmm. Amen. And um, okay, and I'm done, but I'm gonna yeah. put you in the spot a little bit. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, so while we're talking and we're talking to the moms, is there anything that has pressed upon you to what word would you have, you know, in, in right now um, in this season for, you know, for moms? Like, has God pressed anything on your heart, even if he revealed it just now? Um, what, what do you feel like it's a now word? What I feel is a now word is don't be too hard on yourself. 
that's it that's what i've pulled um no mom is perfect no mom has it all together <laughs> that's my son at the door I'm sorry. Uh, brian <laughs> <laughs> Here, a couple. No mom has it all together. Um, we're all taking it one day at a time. Uh, one woman who seems like she has it all together, she doesn't. She still, she still has things that she struggles with. There's still, um, she may not be broken. Um, she may be healed and whole, but she still makes mistakes. So, don't. Um, I would say, don't be too hard on yourself, especially with COVID just passing, and. Okay, I'll give you an example. My um, my son was in kindergarten and we would go through sight word lists. And these kids were going through sight word lists. You know, we were supposed to get it through one sight word list a week, you know, and you could log on and you could see where the other students were and what sight list they were on. And I remember my Solomon, we were just struggling with um, sight words because like explaining that a K you really don't you know sound it out in K-N-O-W you know just we were struggling not to mention not to mention I'm still working and we're still running the businesses and then then COVID just all of this so I gotten hard on myself like oh my god little you know Caitlin is already on sight word list eight and we still on two you know what am i doing wrong where am i you know just being deeply hard on myself now ultimately he finished his sight words he did all of them everything worked out okay but trying to rush things trying to compare my, it just stressed me out it stressed solomon out so i would say in this time where they're being hard on themselves if they're being you know expecting too much out of their sales the kids notice it kids see everything they feel everything and what you think they may they really do know they see you stressed out all the time they're going to pick up on that and they may begin to live their life that same way so don't be hard on yourself just take it one day at a time and ultimately everything will work out the way that it's supposed to amen so i just i don't know i thought this was good i thought it was a good conversation i thank you for joining me so if you want to find you and your beautiful pictures and uh book you for a photo shoot because i'm pushing you out there okay <laughs> what okay. is your so if the instagram is beauty yeah on instagram i am it's called beauty and scripture That's I love nature photography, but um, I do definitely do portraits and whatnot. Um, so it's beauty and scripture. And then um, daily encouragement that I definitely have to get back into, which is ladies after wisdom. And that's mm -hmm. on Instagram as well. Yeah. Right. Yep. You, you guys heard it. Wait, I'm no. Hungry. If you guys are hungry. You got to come to Big City <laughs> Cheesesteaks in Hammond, Indiana. <laughs> And then um, our sister location in um, in Gary, Indiana, Still City Cheesesteaks. Yeah, how can we forget about, wait a minute, let me type that in. <laughs> Big City Cheesesteaks. Yeah. Let me see, and I'm going to put, what's the address, Quilla? Big City is 6421 Columbia Avenue. 6421. Columbia Avenue. See, we didn't talk about this restaurant. See, if y'all didn't have these egg rolls, 
Yes. Ah. You're missing out on a treat. Um, you're missing out on a treat. Listen here. Yes. I had to stop and take a break. <laughs> and the the fries, I mean, everything is good. Everything is delicious. And I, you know, tell her and her husband, this this is the ministry. This is the ministry. Fools brings people together. <laughs> Food brings people together. So I just thank you for coming on. And um, so what I'm going to do before I let you go, I'm just going to just want you to, uh, I don't want you to pray, but look, you're like, yes, <laughs> but I'm going to pray us out. <laughs> and then we're going to let you guys uh, go ahead and go. I'm not going to hold you guys any longer. Um, listen, I could talk forever, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and just, just pray. Um, so let's bring our minds in, everyone. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for the mothers that have been on this line, oh God. Father, I pray that answers have been, questions have been answered, oh God. I pray, oh Father God, that there has been an impartation, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, oh God, that you lift up the heavy heads, oh God. Hallelujah. Lift up the heavy heads of every mother that has watched this, every mother that will watch the replay, every mother that will listen to the podcast, Father. Father, I pray, oh God, that you ignite, oh Father God, the strength that they need in this season, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, we ask, oh God, that they begin to give themselves grace, God. Hallelujah. Father God, that they not fall into the spirit of comparison, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, we ask, oh God, that they be the mother that you have called them to be, oh God, to raise the children, to raise, oh Father God, the, the, the world changers, oh God, the nation shifters, oh Father God. Father God, we ask, oh God, that they ask you and seek direction, oh Father, on how to raise them, oh God. Hallelujah. And Father, we ask, oh God, that you send community, God. Hallelujah. Father God, send help, oh God, to those that feel that they have no one, oh God. Father God, even if it's by word of encouragement, oh God, or by hands, God. So Father, I ask, oh God, that you fulfill every need, oh God, of their houses, Father. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I ask, oh God, that any mother that is in question of their purpose, Father, that you make it clear, oh God, that you give them clarity, oh Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, guide their their footsteps, oh Father God, clear their minds, oh God. And right now, the name of Jesus, I come against depression, God. I come against ill thoughts, God. I come against heavy thoughts, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, I come against toxic situations, oh Father. In the name of Jesus, I come against, oh God, and I don't know why I'm trying. I'm saying this. I come against abusive relationships, oh God, that degrade you as a woman, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, Hallelujah. You are a queen. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. You are royal priesthood in the name of Jesus. So Father, I ask, oh God, that you adorn your daughters, Father. Hallelujah, Jesus, with your glory. Hallelujah. Give them the healing that they need, oh God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you. I honor and I give you praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for having me on, Linda. Alrighty, I'm like, look, I got to do my little outro. So I thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for joining me, Aquila, and Karen had to leave. So I will see you guys at another day and another time. And I hope the healing has began. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye bye.